powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Bibles up. Let's make our confession of faith together. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Father, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak, Lord. That was our prayer from when we started. We are open and we are ready. We are open and we are ready. We are open and we are ready. We are open. We are open. I need you to finish it. We are open. We are open. We are open. We are open. Let's go to work. So our series is called Stop, to learn what you must stop so that God can start. There are some things God is not going to hit the green light on until there are things that you put the red light on. There are some things that heaven says we cannot release it yet until you stop this or that. Hear me. Heaven is ready to blow your mind, but it cannot blow your mind until you get out of your own way. Here's what I'm excited about. The fact that you have made it this far, despite everything that has come against you in life it suggests to me that God has put his money on you you didn't hear me it means that God has got a bet on you just like he had with Joe what do you mean God put his money on me Bishop what do you mean God uh, got his money on me well in the book of Job the Bible says that Satan came before the Lord and the Lord brought Job's name up He says, have you considered my servant Job that there is nobody like him? And he gives the enemy permission to mess with him. But watch what he says. He says, but you cannot kill him. But my money is on Job that Job is going to be able to go through pure D hell and he's still going to give me glory. He's still going to worship me. He's not going to turn his back on me. He may have a few human moments, but I can tell you this. I've got my money on him. Can I encourage some of y'all tonight? There's a bet going on. God's got his money on you his money says you may take a licking but you're going to keep on ticking it says that you may get knocked down but you're going to get right back up it says that you may have some days you want to throw in the towel you grab it and you pretend like you're going to do it and you snatch it right back and you keep it moving lay your hands on yourself say God's going to win this bet I don't even like the way you're talking to me right now because watch me, you have been through a whole lot even in the first three months of this year but God says, I still got my money on you. 
There are some things you have to stop so that God can start. And Sunday's message was called Stop Saying It's Not Easy. And we learned that things are only difficult in life when we have not decided. So today's message is this. It's stop talking about it and just do it. We have become professional talkers, but we have not learned how to be professional walkers. I'm fixing to do. I'm about to do. I'm thinking about doing. I got the application. I looked at it. I read the email. I brought it up on the computer. I'm going to bring it up tomorrow. I'm going to look at it next week. I'm going to go see the man next week. I'm going to make an appointment next week. And God says the reason you have not is because you ask not. Watch me. And then when you ask and get, you don't do nothing with. I need you to say this thing with some authority. Say, but I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Mm -mm. Say that thing with authority. What does it say? But I'm a doer. Job 22, 28 says this. You will also decide and decree a thing. Watch me. Decide and decree. Let's deal with these two words. To decide means I've made up my mind. There are certain things that have not happened for you because you have not made up your mind. In fact, your mind is playing with you because one day you're going to do it, the next day you're not. One day you're in, the next day you're out. And God cannot deal with an unstable person. In fact, the Bible says in James, you're a double-minded man, which means you got two minds about the issue. The Bible says, let not that man Suppose that he's going to receive what? Anything. Some of you are waiting on everything, but you're not going to get anything because you haven't made up your mind. You got to make up your mind. I will not live in debt. That's not my life. I'm not going to have no jacked up, janky, ratchet relationship. I am not going to be. Watch me. Some of you need to say you're not going to live on prescription medicine. I Thank God for it, but you ain't going to live there. You need to make up your mind. You're not going to have crazy children acting any kind of way. You got to be like Joshua. As for me and my house, we shall serve. You got to make up in your mind, I'm going to be healthy. I'm not going to just pray for a miracle to get healed. I'm going to eat right. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm going to do my exercise. I've got to make up my mind. He says, you will make up your mind about a thing. You will decide a thing. Watch me. And then you'll decree a thing. Say decree. decree. Decree is interesting because decree doesn't mean talk. Decree means you will announce the decision you've made. Not your intent to make a decision. You will announce the decision that's been made. Most of us have never made a decree. All we've done is look for cosigners. So you're talking to everybody that ain't ever stepped out of a boat about whether or not you should step out of a boat. You're talking to people that have never done anything significant about whether or not you should do something significant. And so consequently, your life becomes a bunch of talk instead of a bunch of walk. Watch me. That was your 21. That may have been your January. That may have been your February. But from March on forward, you better hear me. I'm going to decide and I'm going to decree. I'm going to decide and I'm going to decree. I'm going to make up my mind. How do I do that? Based on the word of God. If I find that I can have it, baby, I decided I want it. I I'm going to decide and decree. I'm going to decide and decree. I'm going to decide and decree. Say it. Look at me. He says, you should decree, watch me, a thing. Say anything. Now, this is big because most people sit back waiting on God. And God is like, can you decide something? Can you decree something? Well, Lord, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. I said, listen, listen to me. You woke up this morning. Um, you got dressed, I hope. I hope you washed yourself. 
Ooh, God. You grown. Night showers don't count. Let me go on and clear that up. You grown. <laughs> you are not four years old. You've been sweating all night. <laughs> Somebody just got set free right there because nobody had ever told them. It's my job to be the shepherd. Let me go on and shepherd you right there. You ready? Here, here's the deal. Pay attention. Pay attention. Um, you made a decision to get in the shower. You made a decision to brush your teeth. You made a decision to eat your breakfast. You made a decision to do, uh, open your laptop. You made a decision to do your work. You made a decision to go to the store. You, watch me. There's so many decisions we make that sometimes we act like we don't know how to make them. And I need you to open up your mouth and say, I can make great decisions. Because mm -mm, I need to get you out of neutral. Because some of you, you feel like nothing's happening. And you're like, God, do something. He's like, I've done every. What else do you want me to do? I came for you. I bled for you. I died for you. I, I, I set this up for you to succeed. But I cannot do something if you don't decide. And then I need you to decree it. I need you to announce the decision that's been made. Here's the issue. For many people, you'll announce it and then decide. But watch me, your announcement gets attacked. And because you haven't already decided it, when the attack comes, you give up. Come on. When the attack comes, you give up. Watch me. Can I give you an example? Let's use Peter. He's easy to use. Peter sees Jesus. They all see Jesus walking on the water. Jesus is walking towards them. They get scared because they think it's a ghost. Jesus cries out and says, or excuse me, uh, Peter cries out and says, Lord, if it's you, stop. Which means he already knew who it was because you don't call a stranger Lord. What's funny about somebody in your section is they keep asking God, is this him as if they don't know? He says, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And what does Jesus do? Jesus calls his blood and he says, come. Peter steps out of the boat. Watch me. He decided that he was going to obey. Pay attention. He did not know that the water was going to hold him up because Jesus never promised him to walk on water. Jesus just said, come. Peter was expecting to get out of the boat and swim to Jesus. But then when he stepped out, the water held him up and the water, watch me, he was able to walk on water. Watch me. Why was he able to walk on water? Because he decided that I'm getting to Jesus watch me no matter what so if I gotta swim watch me get there if I gotta leap watch me get there if I gotta dive into the water watch me get there look at me some of you only decide if the way to get there is easy so you'll announce you're gonna do it and then watch me and then when it gets difficult then you all of a sudden back up. How many of us can be honest? Wave at me. When it gets difficult, it backs up. The Bible says when Peter starts walking on the water that the wind gets boisterous. Boisterous is interesting because it literally means that the wind begins to speak to him. The wind begins to punk him. The wind begins to intimidate him. And the wind begins to tell him, you can't do this. And the Bible says something interesting. That when he turns and begins to look at the wind, he begins to sink. Watch why would he begin? To, first of all, you can't begin to sink. You just sink. Okay, let me prove to you. Go in the Royal Reservoir. Go jump in the pool. And let me see if you begin to sink. Slowly, like in slow motion. This is not going to be slow motion. It, once you step in, you're going down. You ready? Here's what's significant about that. Peter had decided 
And in Peter's decision, when things begin to come against him, he begins to pay attention to the things that are coming against him instead of paying attention to what he decided. You're not, you're not listening. See, see, watch me. Sometimes, watch me, you, you have got to decide and then be ready for opposition. You got to decide and say, look, now I know some stuff going to come against me, but if God be for me, who would dare? He says, you will decide and decree a thing, which means this is anything. Say anything. Look at me. Nothing's off limits. Stop living a limited life like you can only ask God for certain things. Baby, you can ask for whatever. God, I wish I had faith in this building. I ain't talking to y'all no more. I'm talking to my digital people. You do not have to live a limited life. Well, mama didn't have it. Well, you'll be the first one to do it. Well, daddy didn't have it. Well, you'll be the first one to do it. I don't have to live a limited life. I can have whatever I desire. I can ask for it and I can decide. Somebody say, I won't live limited. I... Ready? He says, and it will be established for you. What's the it? What you decided. What does established mean? He says, you'll make it firm. He'll give you what you need once you decide. Look at me. If you don't feel like you have what you need, it's telling you he knows you ain't playing him and you really not decided. I'm going to back the thing up. If you feel like you don't have what you need, it is because he knows you really haven't decided. So he's not going to support and back up who might back out. But I need you to be the type of person that's like MC Hammer. Baby, I'm too legit to quit. If I say I'm going to do it, you better watch. And I may get delayed, but delay is not denied. Matter of fact, every delay is to my benefit. If it takes me longer, that means it's to my benefit. He says, and it will be established for you. Watch me. Which means he's going to put the support you need around the decision. So some of you are like, I'm just, I'm going to start this business. No, you're not. You've been talking about it for 10 years. And you still ain't been to the Colorado Secretary of State website. You still ain't been on the Georgia Secretary of State website. It's all in your head. You haven't decided. You have not decided. So what does he do? He does not bring any establishment to help you. He does not bring any resources to help you. Because watch me, he knows you're just talking. You haven't decided and you haven't decreed. You're just talking. And I need you to lay your hands on yourself say, not another day. Not another day. Say, I'm going to decide and decree. I dare you to make some decisions in church right now. I need you to decide right now. You're going to live a debt-free life. I need you to decide right now. You're going to be the best Christian that you've ever been. I need you to decide right now. You are not going to walk or live it on prescription medicine, but you're going to be healthy and healed. I... Come on, somebody say, I decide right now. Look at me. He says, and the light. Oh, my God of God's favor will shine upon your ways. What does this mean? He cannot favor you if there's nothing to favor. So I said this last night in the preview on Instagram. It's kind of like um, getting a, getting a, grab me some oil. Bring me some oil at that kitchen. It's like drinking the whole thing of oil. You got oil. Now listen, I can fry in that oil. I can put that oil in the cake. You, you got what I'm saying? But just drinking oil is disgusting. 
I mean, have you ever just sat up and drank oil? I, if you have, I need you to come down to the healing line right up to here. <laughs> you need internal healing. Something is off. You ready? Pay attention. Um, think of God's favor like oil. It only, watch me, it only works when it has a purpose. It only works when you're using it on something. I mean, could you imagine somebody I'm about to make a cake? Yeah, dog. I can do it. <laughs> okay, you do it. <laughs> I'm trying to preach. Listen! They want to make, ain't none of this oil leaking. Who tied that? Uh, watch me, watch me, watch me. Could you imagine someone say, I'm about to make a cake? And, 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 and when they, and when, I'm glad that you're ready. And, and, and when they're about to make a cake, feels good to me. And when they're about to make a cake, they just start drinking this. See that response? That's the same thing heaven does when you ask for favor for no decision. You, 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 you want the oil for what? You're not going to do nothing with it. But I need you to look at somebody in your sex and say, but I'm about to bust a move. Come on. By the end of this series, I'm going to have you in full action mode. You're not going to be sitting stagnant. You're not going to be sitting stuck. You're about to bust a move. And God's going to favor the decision. that He's going to favor your decision. Say, and favor coming. Look at me, look at the Bible. It says, and favor, the light of God's favor will shine on your ways. In other words, he says, here's what I'll do. I'll establish your decision. Which means I'll give you the support you need. I'll bring you the resources you need. I'll open the doors you need. Then, when you ask me for favor, it's going to be like a light. So, all of a sudden, you'll be like, what am I supposed to do? The light is going to come over here, and you'll know exactly what you're supposed to do. The light is going to pop up. You'll know exactly where you're supposed to go, exactly what you're supposed to do, exactly what's supposed to happen. He cannot favor indecision. And you know what most people do? When I see favor, I'll know that's God. God says, well, you're never going to see favor because you haven't decided. I favor decisions, not contemplations. I favor decisions, not I'm fixing to. I'm about to. Look at me. He says, and the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways, which means even if I don't know how to do it when I decide it, when I decide it, he'll teach me how to do it. Even if I don't know how to do it, watch me, he will teach me how to do it once I decide to do it. See, some of you, you simply haven't decided to excel in anything that you do. You have decided to do the least and expect the most. And so consequently, what ends up happening is because you decided to do the least and expect the most, God says, you really don't know how to do it and you're not that good at what you do do. Because you haven't decided that if I do it, I'm going to be the best at it. Come on, speak life over yourself. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, whatever I do, I'll be the best at it. Come on, say it with authority. Say, whatever I do, I will excel at. Say, I wasn't built for average or normal. I decide I'm going to be the best. Come on, Wednesday. Say, I decide I'll be number one. You ready? Favor follows decisions and decrees, not just talking. But you won't decide nor decree anything if you're one of these two things inconsistent 
or complacent. Proverbs 132, Proverbs means wisdom. For the simple are killed by their turning away, by their inconsistency. God says, it's your inconsistency that's going to ruin your life. It's not going to be your ex. It's not going to be your record. It's not going to be what you didn't learn in school. It's not going to be where you grew up. You ready? It's not going to be your race. It's not going to be the fact that you live in a place where a system is set up against you. He says, what's going to get you is your inconsistency. Oh, my God. He says, for the simple are killed by their inconsistency. And the complacency of fools, what does it do? It destroys them. So inconsistency kills, complacency destroys. Inconsistency kills, complacency destroys. What is inconsistency? It isn't perfection, watch me, but it is faithfulness. So to be consistent doesn't mean I'm perfect. To be consistent means I am faithful. Look at Galatians 6 and 9. And let us, so he's talking to Christians, not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Let's break the verse down. Not be weary. What does this mean? Feeling or showing tiredness. I want to talk to some of y'all because some of you all are tired and you haven't even gotten halfway through. And the Bible says, watch me, and let us not be weary. It means feeling or showing tiredness. Let's be honest. We all have moments where we feel tired. Pay attention to the verse. But I cannot let my feeling affect my performance. I need you to still make it happen even if you feel like you five miles past empty. Where are the people on campus and online that can say, I was tired, but I still made it happen? I was tired, but I still took care of my responsibilities. I was tired, but I still fulfilled the assignment. Just bump somebody and say, you don't have a right not to get it done. You don't have a right. Because if you act like everybody else, then what is the benefit to you? If you're like everybody else, what is the necessity for you? See, some of y'all, you work with people like this. I'm just tired. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And you're like, let's get it done now. You ready? Watch me. Look at the scripture. The scripture says this. And let us not be weary. Watch me. That's feeling or showing tiredness, which means I still have to get the assignment done. I still have to get it done. He says, for in due season. Oh, my God. Say due season. Now, now here's the deal. You don't get to control the season. Say due season. For in due season. Watch me. This means God's perfect timing. Now, that's interesting. Say his perfect timing. Now, his perfect timing sometimes is your worst timing. But you want to know why? That's because you are going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's how you do it. The Bible says he does the end from the beginning. He starts at ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Because of the perspective from which your life is orchestrated, to him, it's perfect. To you, it only seems off because you don't know what's next. It only seems off because you don't know what's next. It only seems off because you're not certain what's to come. But God says, I've already come from that. So I know in your present, I know what you need because I've already prepared your future. I'm going to say it again so that you can get it. I came from your future into your present. So I know what you need in your present for your future because I prepared your future before I ever got to your present. So while it doesn't seem good to you, it seems good to me because this is my perfect 
timing. You ever look back over your life and while you were in it, you were mad, and then afterwards you're like, I'm so glad it happened just like that. You ever look back over your life and there were moments where you were like, God, I don't understand this, I don't understand. I told somebody today, I said, all these delays are starting to make sense to me. Why? Because he goes from the end to the beginning and we go from the beginning to the end. So he's already coming from a place where he knows what you need in your now. And watch me. And if you don't let him be God and you try to be God, you will sit up and be frustrated and angry and you'll grow weary because the truth is, is you've never really learned to trust him. It's quiet on this Wednesday night. I need you to open up your mouth and worship God for five seconds. Say, Lord, I trust you. Go five. Lord, I trust you. 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 I trust you. Come on, tell them. Say, I trust you. Say, my life is in your hands. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. He says, let us, he's talking to Christians, not be weary in doing what? Well doing. He says, so you're doing the right things. And you can start feeling tired of doing right. You can start feeling tired of doing the right things. You can start looking at other people who are doing all the wrong things and begin to say to yourself, why do it? Why bother? It seems like, oh, Ratchet over here ain't doing what they're supposed to do, and they're winning, and yet I'm doing, I'm not perfect, but I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, and it seems like I can't catch a break. Watch me. That's because what you see from them is only designed to inspire you to keep moving. Look at me. He says, for in due season, we shall what? Reap. Somebody shout, this is a promise. If we faint not. Oh, there's the inconsistency part. Because see, here's what some of y'all do. Here's what some of y'all do. You ready? Here's what some of y'all do. Give me, give, me, give, me, give me somebody. Give me somebody. Come here. This is what some of us do. Here's what some of us do. Now, now, now here's the deal. Say, say it's a whole journey going on. Whole journey. All right, now we're going to come back to her because this is my woman with the issue of blood. It's a bloody scene. But we're going to come back here. No, no, come on here. Come on. All right, now, now watch me. Now, now watch me. Now watch me. Now you can see they got the Nike swoosh. Just do it. All right, so I got to decide, I got to decree. In that, it can be easy to get inconsistent. So let's, let's go. Come on, let's go on this journey. So you start out good. You're great. And then, watch me, you're doing well. You're doing all the right things. Look this direction. You're doing well. You're doing all the right things. Then you get a detour. Then you get a delay. Because you're like, I can see the answer right here. I, matter of fact, I know exactly what I want. I know exactly how I want it. I know exactly what I pray for, but I'm on a detour. And watch me. And you got to be careful because when you're on your detour, instead of acting like a king, you can act like a fool. See, every person has a king and a fool in them. The one that they decide to be is the one that's going to respond. And I need you to put the king every single day, every single decision. Get out of your own way. Pay attention. And, and watch me. And I'm going to need you to stop lying. It's Pinocchio. Just so you know, some of you are like, no, who is that? <laughs> watch me, watch me, watch me. You got this detour. You're on this detour. You go, and then watch me. And then now you, you stop. And you stop because somebody then ticked you off. Somebody then, then made you angry. 
Somebody has frustrated you. Somebody has got in your ear. Somebody has been messing with you. So watch me, watch me. You're on a detour, but you don't recognize that even in your detour, you've still made progress. This is why he says, you're going to reap a harvest if you faint not. Why? Because it doesn't feel like I made progress. But look, I started over here, but I'm not in the same place that I... If you don't worship God for your progress, and I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Even in my delay, I still made progress. Even in my detour, I still made progress. Fist bump somebody say, you are making progress. Ready? Here we go. Look at the verse. Look at the verse. Verse says, he says, for in due season. So you're coming this way. While you're coming this way, God, he come another direction. And then it's, stay right over there. Stay over there, God. Look at me. Look at the verse. He says, for, watch me, for in due season, we shall reap. Here's inconsistency. I stopped doing well. I stopped doing right because look at the end of the verse there because when I got tired I didn't realize how to rest and work at the same time you didn't learn how to refill and keep it moving at the same time so what did you do so you stopped and what does that mean he stops Look at, the, look, look at this. If we faint not, the word faint there, it means if we get tired. So you got to learn how to rest and work at the same time. Look at these last two. If we lose consciousness, look at me, it means you lose your mind about what it is you're supposed to be doing in the first place. You forgot why you started. You forgot why you fighting. You forgot what you're attempting to do. You forgot your assignment. You forgot that I'm not going to let a person be the reason I quit because a person is not the reason I... Come on, open up your mouth. Say, I cannot forget. I cannot... But watch me, watch me. You lose consciousness. But look at this last definition of faint. You lose oxygen. In other words, life takes the breath out of you. And so now you're like, ah, I've just taken so many hits. I just, so many things have happened. I wasn't expecting that phone call. I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting that. This blindsided me. I didn't know where this came from. And what happens is you're stuck on stop. And watch me. And at the same time, God says, well, I was on my way to you from your future to meet you in your due season. I don't like your response. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. See, here's why it's a due season. Um, a due season is like a bill that's due. In other words, God says, I was bringing you what you had already sold for. I was bringing you, I was bringing you, you were used to nose, but I'm going to reverse that and make it on. I was bringing you exactly what you needed. But what happened is when you stopped, I had to stop too. So we could not meet when time was due. No, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not getting it. Right, put the verse up. He says, and let us. Not be weary in well-doing, for in due season, say God's perfect timing. Where is he coming from? The end back to the beginning. Where are you walking from? From the beginning to the end. When's due season? When you meet. I'm finna. 
So when you stop, he stops. The reason you cannot grow weary is because if you don't stop, watch me, put it down. If you keep going, he's going to keep going. And you're about to step into something called a deuce. And he's about to give you what you prayed for. Give you what you've sown for. Give you what you prayed for. Give you what you labored for. I need you to open up your mouth and say, it's my due season. And I need you not to faint. I need you not to quit. Your faithfulness is about to pay off. Your consistency is about to pay. Release the praise right there for five seconds. Go, five, four, three. Come on, due season, due season, due season, due season. Do season, do season, do season, do season. Do season, do season, do season, do season. Do season, do season, do season, do season. Do season, do season, do season. Type that in the chat. It's my do season. And here's the trip. You didn't see what he had. But he's not obligated to tell you. Your only obligation is to not faint. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I, I felt that thing strong. I need you to touch somebody's shoulder in the building and say, you better not faint. Come on. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I need you to touch their shoulders. And I need you to tell them, you better not faint. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Wednesday, listen, I need you to just get up out of your seating area and go to a third person. Touch them on the shoulder and say, you better not faint. Come on, go hood on them. Online, you better not faint. On TikTok, you better not faint. You better not give up. You better not grow weary. You better not throw. You better not. You better not. You better not. You are way too close. You are way too close. You ready? You ready? You only get to reap if you don't faint. So inconsistency robs you of your harvest. But I know what you're saying, but Bishop, I'm doing the best I can. You've closed off your mind's ability to do more. Well, I'm coming for you tonight. We're going to kill this inconsistency. I'm about to MDK, murder, death, kill. We're about to kill this. I'm doing the best I can. Here's what you've told your mind. You've told your mind, do not seek anything greater or higher because you have arrived. And I need you to hear me Wednesday, you have not arrived. Could it be that the pressure you're under is the most severe you've ever been under because it's designed to bring the most out of you that has ever been brought out of you? The next level, watch me, the next level is higher than the previous level, which means you got to learn how to breathe at that altitude, and that altitude requires you to do it and do it with less oxygen. See, when you say, I'm doing the best I can, that's a statement of pride. Y'all better hear me. Look at Daniel 5.20. But when his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne, and they took his glory from him. What does that mean? When you say something like, I'm doing the best I can, heaven says, sit her down. Heaven says, sit him down, because what you're telling me is you can't do more, and you can't do better, and what you've done is you've locked off your ability to find a way. So come back, come back, come back, come on, come on, come on, God, and come back, and come back. You ready? So when you stop, because you're saying, I'm doing the best I can, then what you're telling God is, nothing greater can come out of me. 
So here's what you're telling him to do. You're telling him to send you back to where you started. Because look at the verse. Put the verse up from Daniel. Because the verse says, but when his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened in pride, he was deposed. What does that mean? He lost his progress. And I don't need you losing any territory. I don't need you losing any. You, come on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You have come too far to lose any of your progress. For those of us that can say you with your bishop, I'm not losing one inch. I'm not losing one centimeter. I'm not losing my progress. Say it again. Say, I'm not losing my progress. Say it again. I'm not losing my progress. Okay. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. God is in control of everything in my life. So it doesn't really matter what I do. Psalm 37, 23. The Lord directs the steps. The Lord directs the steps. They're going to put the verse up because it's right there. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Look at me. God directs the steps, but you have to follow the directives. You're talking about the Lord ordered my steps. You don't follow orders. He directs my steps. You don't follow directives. Well, Bishop, how is he directing my steps? Let me kill a lot of this spooky stuff that ain't Bible. I was watching Halloween last night, Bishop. When I watched Halloween, I saw how Jamie Lee Curtis backed up, and the Lord told me to back up. If you don't stop, two primary ways he directs your steps. The first way is his logos. That's his written word. You're going to find yourself in the word. That's why I encourage you, if you haven't gotten our app, to get the app and to do the daily Bible reading, the Robert Roberts version. We can read through the entire version of the, uh, the entire Bible in one year. Why? Because when I hear the scripture, I'll find me in it. When I hear the word, I'll find me in it. And it becomes my logos. Logos, I like it because it's like Legos. It's how I build. Then his rhema. Say rhema. Rhema means it's the preached word. It is, it is what God speaks to you from a message. Let me just keep it simple. Pay attention. God says, you don't just come to church just to come to church. You come to church for directives. What am I supposed to do on Thursday? I found out on Wednesday. What am I supposed to do for this year? I found out in January this year. I got my instructions that my next 12 were going to be my best. So you cannot listen to the word. Pay attention. You cannot listen to the word just for comfort. Because directives aren't designed for comfort. They're designed for progress. Which means sometimes the directives, you're going to be like, dog. Woof. You have been listening to a message and was like, wow. Well, don't go all of my amens because this thing then slapped me all kind of way. But watch me. Watch me. Here's what you're supposed to do when that comes forward. When you hear it, you're supposed to be, wow, I didn't know that. Father, in Jesus' name, forgive me for that. I did not even know that. Father, forgive me for that attitude. Father, forgive me like that. Why? Because I just got a directive that's not what I'm supposed to do. And so I need to watch me. I cannot follow your directives if I'm not listening to your directives. So the moment I hear something that corrects me, I begin to repent. I don't fight you. I don't need five days. Look at me. You take too long to process what's too simple. I'm still chewing on that. Baby, that was last week. You better learn how to chew and eat in the same day. 
Because what if what you needed to do, you learned on Sunday, and you're talking about, I'm still processing it. It can't wait till Friday because you needed to do it on Monday. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Elbow somebody and say, follow the directives. Follow. I know what you're saying. Bishop, it's just taking too long. Put your hand up if you say Listen, my hands are up. My legs are up. Elbows up. Ears up. Cheeks up. Shoulders up. You got me? My hair. <laughs> my scalp is up. <laughs> That's good. You ready? Look at me. Look at the Bible. Look at what he says. Let patience shut up. Patience isn't waiting. Patience is how you act while you wait. And let's be honest. Some of us have acted out while we were waiting. Because you said, today is going to be the day. Hey, hey, hey. And you go to bed that night saying, Lord, I don't know. Maybe it's going to come with my email. And when I wake up, it's going to be done. For 12 years, a woman with an issue of blood kept saying, it's going to be today. It's going to happen today. It's going to change today. And it did not change for 12 years, 144 months. She stayed in the same state, in the same situation. Why? The Bible says, let patience have its perfect work. Somebody say, patience is working on me. Patience is the amount of pressure you can take before becoming negative while you're being delayed or provoked. What if it was God who put you in holding to see how you were going to act? What if he put you over there and said, now what you going to do? Because look what the Bible says. Patience is working. Mm -mm, You don't get it. You don't get it. It's doing something on the inside that affects how you act on the outside. Say patience is working. But when patience is working, it doesn't feel like it works. It doesn't feel like it's working because I literally have to sit back and see nothing. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to back it up. Patience doesn't seem like it works. It doesn't feel like it's work because I literally am seeing nothing. You sitting there. Let's go back to an old girl. 12 years. What is she doing? Sitting there. For 12 You've been waiting for 12 days. Lord, I just don't know if you're going to come through. If you don't shut up. You've been waiting for 12 months. And pay attention. Patience isn't waiting. Now, listen. Never ask the Lord for patience. Because when you ask him for patience, he says, that's what you want? All right. Come on over here to Detour. Detour City. Come on over here and stay there. And stay there. Watch me. And you have to stay there. You ready for this? You ready for the bomb? You have to stay there until your behavior acts like you're not there. Let me see if I can say it another way. All right, come on, come on, come on. So this is due season. Come meet him. Come on, meet him. Meet him right here. This due season. Ready? So in your due season, let's test the room. Because some of y'all, watch me, by the time we get to next Wednesday. I just heard the Lord say, accounts payable. 
it's due. It's due. If it was your due season, can I see what your praise would look like right there? Go. Go. On campus and online. If it's your due season, what would your praise look like? Would you run? Would you shout? Would you clap? Would you just... If you got what you had been waiting on for years, what would your praise look like? What would your worship look like? What would your shout look like? Hallelujah. Now wait, 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 wait. Here's patience. You ready? Act like that over here. And if you can act like that over here, guess what? Patience has had its perfect work. And I don't know about y'all, but I have stood in some detours and I've stood in some delays and I learned how to give him glory over here as if I was over there. I'm going to give you 20 seconds just for those of you that can show the Lord, I'm going to act like that over there. You got 20 seconds. Go. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Lift your hands. Open your mouth. Give God the go over there like I'm over there. Over there like I'm over there. I'll praise him while I'm waiting. I'll praise him in my detour like it's my due season. I will act in my detour like it's my due season. That's how you know patience has had its perfect work. To where your mind ain't even looking at what you don't have. Your mind's not even looking at what you've been waiting on. Your mind says, well, I don't know how he's going to do it. But he's never failed me yet. And when I look back over my life, I can see that he's been faithful. And I decided I will bless the Lord when? At all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Look at the scripture. Look at the scripture. Let patience have its perfect work. That's how you know patience worked. Patience has done what it's supposed to do. When you act over here. See, some of y'all, you say, I ain't got the house yet. God says, you better dance in your apartment. You better run in your apartment. I ain't got the car yet. You better drive your hoopty like that thing is a Rolls Royce. Shine it up. Shine, shine it up. <laughs> but I don't have a relationship. You better take yourself to the movie. And when they say, how many, uh, how many menus bring two? Who's the other one for? Don't worry about that. We call things that be not. We call things that be not. We call things that be not. I know you ain't got a million dollars yet, but go get you four bank accounts. Why? Because you can only insure 250000 in each one. And they'll say, well, what you going to put in there? I'm going to put a little bit today, but I'll be back before the end of 2022. And it's getting ready to happen. <laughs> Come on, Wednesday, say it's getting ready to happen. Let patience have its perfect work. Which means I act in my... Whoa! Whoa! 
It means I act in my detour like I'm in my due season. And some of y'all keep saying, God, I can't wait until you do it. God says, act like it's done in your detour and in your delay. And won't I make a way? We got to move on. But I need you to make this declaration. Touch somebody's shoulder say, and it's about to happen for you. Tell them. Your name's about to be brought up. The door's about to open. Favor's about to find you. Debts are about to be canceled. I just heard the Lord say, somebody in this building, the state of Colorado got a check coming to your house by Tuesday. Play with me if you want to. Play with me if you want to. Verse Samuel 3:19. And the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. Let's go. That you may be perfect. Now, perfect here doesn't mean literally perfect. Perfect here means you're whole. He says, patience is going to make you whole. Because when you learn how to act like that in a detour, then you're never threatened, watch me, by the absence of anything or by the absence of anyone. Because I'm whole. Open your mouth and say, I'm whole. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect. That just means whole and complete. Lacking what? Nothing. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. So what happens, you ready? Now, listen, I, we may not get past this point, and I'm okay with that. What happens when you're patient in your delay and in your detour? What does that mean? You're not complaining. And when you do complain, you instantly catch yourself. And you say, Father, forgive me for complaining. I cancel the complaint I just put in the atmosphere. Forgive me for being negative. I cancel my negativity I just put in the atmosphere. Forgive me for agreeing with somebody that was negative. I cancel. Forgive me for sitting up gossiping on God. Forgive me for sitting up complaining about the only one that's ever been as consistent, as faithful as God has been. He's never lost a battle. He's never been inconsistent with you. Here's what happens. Oh, my God. I don't know if we're going to get past this point. You ready? Let patience uh, have its perfect work. That you may be perfect. Whole. Say it with me. And lacking what? Nothing. Well, well, well how can you lack nothing and I'm waiting on something? You ready? Because when you are patient in your delay and your detour and you maintain your consistency, you ready? Here's what he does. He comes to you. coming, God coming, God coming, God God coming, God coming, God. Wednesday say he's about to come to me. Oh, come on here. Say he's about to come to me. How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? Look at the verse. He says, he says let patience have its perfect work so that you may be complete lacking nothing. Well, the only way I can lack nothing when it looks like I lack something is that that means due season came to me. Yeah. 
And we're about to enter the spring feast, which is when God sets an appointment with you. I'll teach about it on Sunday, but why is that significant, Bishop? Because God says, literally, your prayer, praise, and worship sets an appointment with me. But during the feast, I set an appointment with you. Well, I wonder what he wants to do at the appointment. I wonder what he's got in his hands during the Look at me. Look at me. You ready? You ready? That's inconsistency. Here's the last one. Complacency. We're going to get to this fast. Complacency. Say complacency. This is when you're unaware of a danger or a defect. It's uninformed self-satisfaction. And I introduce you to this woman in Mark chapter 5 who she was not complacent. For 12 years she had an issue. She had a flow of blood. She had a hemorrhage, which we learned from the scriptures that she had because of a sexual relationship she entered 12 years earlier. See, sometimes you, you didn't get an STD, sexually transmitted disease. You got an STD, a spiritually transmitted disease. Because you picked up their complacency. You picked up their inconsistency. You picked up their, watch me, you picked up their inability to be faithful to anything or any... Some of y'all got dude energy where you didn't, you starting to act with, uh, uh, with relationships like you a man. Y'all not saying nothing to me? To where you don't even care now. You acting like a player or a playette because you picked up his energy. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me? Some of you men, you're emos because you picked up her emotional energy. So you don't lead, you don't decide. You're mush. Because you picked it up from somewhere. But if you picked it up from somewhere, watch me, you can drop it off too. Let's just clean up everybody. Father, in Jesus' name, I cover everybody under the sound of my voice. Anything that has ever entered their life because of a sexual relationship in the past, we declare tonight, God, that your blood covers and your blood cleans. And from this day forward, 100% spiritually transmitted disease free. Open your mouth and worship God right there. Clean, 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 clean. Maybe the reason she needed to flow, maybe the reason she needed to flow was because she needed to get him out of her. Maybe the reason she needed to flow was to get all of that mess from the years of bad relationships out of her. Can I help some of y'all? Don't despise your flow days. Come on here. Blood represents life. This means she's had a life issue for 12 long years. And it's flowing. And it's flowing. It's flowing. You know, I discovered something interesting enough is that um, um, the blood, when a woman has her flow, pay attention, the blood is cleansing itself. <laughs> Which means... What she thought was the delay and a detour. If you don't shout, I'm leaving. I promise you, I'm out tonight. Where you going, Bishop? Somewhere sunny, I'll see you on Sunday. They can come sing a song. Watch me. We don't know how old she is, but we know what the scriptures says precipitated this. Watch me. What if what she called a delay and a detour was because it took that long to get all of those 
What if while you complaining about how long it's taken, God says, I needed to purge you. I needed to cleanse you. I needed to get you ready for your next. What if you needed to have a flow for 12 years so that you wouldn't meet somebody new and screw that up too and mess that up too? You wouldn't mess up this new business partnership. You wouldn't make up the... What if you needed a delay and a detour so you could cleanse yourself? Yes. Thank you right there. Mark 5, 25. Here she goes. Say she wasn't complacent. For 12 years, she has this issue. The Bible says a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. Say certain woman. Now, it says certain because you can put yourself there. And it's not just a woman, fellas. It, it could be you too. Certain just means she wasn't like everybody else. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm not like everybody else. And say, and I don't want to be like everybody else. Say, I'm not one. Oh. Everybody else left with their issue, but I decided I'm not. Everybody else in your bloodline decided they were going to walk in the curse. You decided I'm not. Why? I was not just sent to pay bills and die. Come on, Wednesday. But I was sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue. Look at me. Verse 26, and she has suffered many things. From many physicians. You ready? Let me do a character swap. Let me do a character swap. Come on. Do a character swap. You ready? And she has suffered many things from many physicians. So where is she at? So so God, God over there. Going up there. Here we go. She's in a delay. She's in a detour. And she's been here for 12 years. And I'm sure there were certain times she felt her queen status. And I'm sure there were some times where she felt like a fool. And when you feel like a fool, sometimes you feel insane. You feel like, this is crazy. Like, why do I keep going to see doctors? Why don't I just accept what the first one said? You better look at me. You don't accept the negative report. I appreciate what you said, but you do not have the last word. If you don't elbow somebody next to you and say, let God have the last word. Watch me, watch me, watch me. Stay with me. Watch me. And she had suffered many things. From who? From many physicians. People who were supposed to make it better made it worse. What did you run to to fix it that only made it worse? Who did you call to fix it that only made it worse? Who did you become friends with thinking that this friendship was going to make up for the previous friendship, but it only made it worse? Where did you move to thinking you were going to run away from your problems and only discover that your problems were in you so you couldn't run away from you? So it got worse. The Bible says she spent everything that she had, and she grew no better. In fact, she grew worse. Look at the screen. But everything for a Christian is a seed. Let me get them seeds up for you. See? These mustard seeds, Jesus said, we have faith the size of a mustard seed. It's these little things you've been doing. But these little things you've been doing are about to produce some big results. Because she didn't stop at the first doctor. What she do? She made an appointment at another. It's a little seed. It's a little seed. It's a little seed. But, but she was telling God, I'm not stopping until I see what you promised. 
Even when her girlfriend started talking trash to her, girl, I don't know why you're doing that. I don't know why you're doing that. I don't know why you're going to church, and I don't know why you're serving that. And God says, well, yep, 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 yep. But it's a little, it's a little thing you've been doing where you decided I'm going to be faithful to serve him. I'm going to be faithful to church. I'm going to be faithful to give him. It, it's a little thing, but God said, that little seed, oh, that little seed is about to produce a big harvest. Look at me. All the while, she has no clue what she's getting close to. All the while, she doesn't know. You ready? Where he's at. Because 12 years ago, Jesus was 18. Listen to me. 12 years ago, Jesus wasn't officially in the ministry yet. Which means the way she needed had not been made yet. But she kept being consistent. And she wouldn't be complacent. She kept being consistent. And she wouldn't be complacent. So look at me. Look at me. Look at me. She's got. <laughs> she's, she's, here. Here. here come, get, come get your outfit. Here, take your outfit over there. Can you get, just take your whole outfit. Oh, oh God. Oh my. Oh Lord. Because sometimes, watch me, you don't feel like you're all of you. <laughs> sometimes you feel like you didn't left parts of you in other places. You ready? She got this issue. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You ready? <laughs> Let's go. Y'all still with me? Say, I will be consistent and I will not be complacent. Watch me, watch me, watch me. When she heard about Jesus, see, it was a little thing. It's a little thing. Somebody shared the, the, the live like Bishop said. Somebody tagged somebody online. Somebody shared on TikTok. Somebody sent the podcast. See, you, watch me. Don't be selfish and make somebody else miss their miracle. So what happens? So, so she heard. Small. Which means she had her ears open for good news. I need you to hear me Wednesday. We're going. I need you to hear me. You're about to get some good news. You're about to get some good news. I need you to say that thing with authority. Say that thing so heaven hears you. Say, I'm about to get some good news. When she heard Jesus, what's me? When she heard about Jesus, this means she deliberated. She came behind him in the crowd. Now, now pay attention. 18 years ago, when she contracted her, or excuse me, 12 years ago when she contracted her issue, Jesus was 18. He got into ministry at 30. He did ministry for three and a half years. Pay attention. Some of you all, watch me. Your consistency is about to bring you to something that had you asked about it 12 years ago. It didn't exist. There was no way. See, you're about to meet the creative God. I want to preach now. You're about to meet the God that apart red seas. You're about to meet the God that is going to open blind. You're about to meet the God of the Bible. Lift your hands and worship God because you're about to meet the God that creates. Go, go, go. You're about to meet the God that creates. You're about to meet the God that creates. 
You're about to meet the God that created. It didn't exist yesterday. He's going to create it. It didn't exist last year. He's going to create it. It didn't exist yesteryear. It's going to be created. Look at me. She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Turn around, look this way. She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Says so she deliberated. Then she dared because she was consistent and not complacent. Now look, you had to dress different and look different because when you had a flow like that, you were called unclean. So she's got to leave her house while she's also drying herself. She's got to leave her house while she is also being talked about. Watch me. And people are separating themselves from her because they say she's unclean. Watch me. I feel bad for the people who backed up. What do you mean by that, Bishop? They backed off because they thought, ooh, something wrong. You about to find out that God has been with me the whole... I need you to open your mouth and release the praise. Why? God's about to shut every hater's mouth. He's about to shut every person that talked about you. He's about to shut them down. He's about to shut them down. He's about to shut them. Here we go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. I told myself to preach this as quick as I could. Watch me. Watch me. So she's got to dry herself. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. She's got to have people back up away from her. She's got to look like a fool. She's got to think to herself, well, where are you going now? You done been to everywhere. You done been to Blue Cross Blue Shield. You done been to Kaiser. You done, <laughs> you done been to pri- out-of-network doctors. You done seen specialists. You've been to Rocky Mountain Health. You've been to Centura. Name some other ones. Cigna. You've been to United Healthcare. You've been on YouTube looking up home remedies. <laughs> Naturopathic yeah, health. <laughs> you took Benadryl. <laughs> you ready? So I want you to imagine what the enemy's telling her. What's going to be different this time? You, you don't think this is going to work, do you? You know, maybe Charlie was right. Charlie, the man from 12 years ago. It's a new church character. Charlie. Maybe Charlie was right, but it's not Charlie, it's Charlie. Maybe Charlie was right. You do screw everything up. Nobody wants you. You're a mistake. You're a whole failure. I don't know why you're doing this. This is dumb. But a certain woman, she was not like. The more you told her no, the more she said, let's go. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> the more you tell me no, 
the more you are about to watch me. You got to go. Say a certain woman. Here we go. Watch me. Watch me. So, 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 so she comes behind him in the crowd. She has to get low. She's got to humble herself. Complacency will make you say, well, this is the way it is. So you have to take it or leave it. Don't get mad when people decide to leave it because you gave them an option. I don't have to accept that. So she, watch me, she deliberated, then she dared. Somebody says she dared. She dared. Now, now look at the screen, verse 26. For she said, small little thing, small little thing, small little thing. See, you think it don't really matter what I say. I was just in the car. Ain't nobody around me. And God says, what you say is a small thing but it's going to produce huge results. This is why I have you say so much in church because I need you to learn how to do it when you're not online. I need you to learn how to do it when you're not in this building. Make this declaration and say, my next 12 are my best 12. Say, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and never beneath. I'm more than a conqueror. All things work together for my good. For she said, if I can only touch his clothes, I'll be made well. What did she do next, y'all? She decided and decreed. If you don't act like I just taught this thing, Job 22, 28. Let's go back there. Job 22, 28. What does the Bible say? For you shall decide and decree a thing, and it would be established for you, and the light of God's favor is going to be upon you. You know what she did? When she heard, she said, I'm going to see him. And do you know what she told herself? You're going to see him. And do you know what she did? She packed a little bag. She got her clothes together. She got her some wet wipes. Stop praying and not preparing. Stop praying and not preparing. What are you asking for it for if you're not preparing for it? Elbow somebody. We're about to go home Wednesday. But this elbow somebody say, I need you to get prepared. If you're about to be healed, I need you to be prepared for healing. If you're about to get the job, I need you to be prepared for it. Here we go. Verse 29. Verse 29. Go on and, go on and touch his. There you go. Watch me. Ready? Immediately. After 12 years of delay and detour. After 12 years, what does the Bible say? Shout immediately. See, see, remember I told you that during church tonight, I was going to say suddenly, quick, fast, and in a hurry. And when I said that, I need you to put a praise behind it. For some of you, by, watch me, by the time you wake up, it's going to be done. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. I just need you to put a praise behind that. Suddenly, quick, fast, and in a, suddenly, quick, fast, and Suddenly, quick, fast, and in a. Here we go. <laughs> she deliberated. She dared. She decided. She decreed. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt, she hadn't felt like this for 12 years. She started touching. She started saying, wait a minute. This, I'm not used to this. Ready? This is weird. 
this is weird. I'm not used, I'm not used to people helping me. And they don't want nothing from me. I, this is she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Pay attention, we're done. And what did I tell you on Sunday? This is the part that shouts me violently. Let me let that vision. It's so good. He didn't touch her. And she wasn't on his agenda. What happened? She didn't grow weary in well-doing. And she made it to her due. You ready, Wednesday? Ready, Wednesday? And immediately, and Jesus, verse 30. And Jesus, immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? I want you to pay attention. Turn around. Turn around, look at her. The Bible suggests that not only was she not on his agenda, he had no intention of seeing her that day. Lots of people were touching him. She's the only one that got the power. Because see, they were touching him, but they didn't have two things under their belt. Consistency and not being... Let me tell you what you've been building up these last few years. Your consistency and you've not been complacent. You're not listening to me. You're not listening. You're not listening. See, I know you thought you wasted time. You didn't. You needed to get some consistency and you needed to make sure you were not complacent. So she stopped talking about it and she did it. He turns around and he looks at her. He says the question, who touched my clothes? The Bible says she comes, runs, tell him the whole truth. She tells him everything. And here's the verse, we're done. Here's the verse you're about to put your name in. Verse 34 said, it's my verse. And he said to her, daughter, um, the blank is there on purpose. Put your name. Your faith. 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 Look what he said. Look what he said. I didn't do this. Now listen. Now listen. Yeah, listen. He said, I didn't do this. You're not, you're not. Uh uh. See, I know people say you're too aggressive. Anybody been telling you too aggressive? You want too much. Your standards of life are too high. Yours are too low. And you know what's sad is you meet them. Let's mostly. Jesus said, I didn't do this. I'm going to whose house? J. Iris' house to heal his 12-year-old daughter. That's on my schedule. You are not. What if? What if? You ready? What if God has left you in delay and detour and all that for you to build up your, your consistency and for you not to be complacent? 
Because due season. You ready for me? It's not coming. I'm going home. Due season. This ain't for everybody, y'all. We going home. But that's for those of you that believe that your due season is here. I'm in the right place at the right time. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to go wild and crazy. Are you ready? One. Are you ready? Two. Are you ready? Three. Go. Release your praise if you believe that. Come on, Wednesday. Is here. It's here. It's quick, fast, and in a hurry. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. I need about 20 radical people. Get out your seat and get to this altar and celebrate your due season. Only if you're radical, get to this, go. Say due season. Say, say due season. Say due season. Say due season. Just the voices. Come on, band, you worship too. Everybody, everybody, release it. Go, 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 go. Go, go, due season, due season, due season. I maybe wasn't on the schedule, but I put myself on the schedule. I maybe wasn't on it, but I put myself on him. I've been consistent, and I've not been complacent. I've been consistent. I've not been complacent. Come on, if you're online, we're about to go home. But I just need you to hear the word of the Lord to you. It's your due season. I know we've been shouting the light tonight. But I need you to praise God. I need you to praise God like you're in your due season. On three, I need you to open up your mouth. And I need you to let the enemy know he should have got you when he had you. But it's too late now. I made it. Two, my two, six, one, two, three, go. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Woo! Due season. 
due season. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Online, online, I need you to share if you haven't shared. At this altar, can I just get you to just elbow somebody? Don't touch their hands, just elbow them. Just in case they're anti-hands, it's okay. Just elbow them. Say, and we rebuke backlash. Say, in the spirit, we release a preemptive attack against anything the enemy would try to block what I just heard. Say, we are in due season. What's owed is due. Out of nowhere is due. In Jesus' name. Can I be honest with you? I want to lay hands. I sense such a strong prophetic flow right here. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift them as high as you see yourself going this year. Lord, help their shoulders if their shoulders tire. Say, I am in due season because I wasn't inconsistent and because I was not complacent. We're about to go. We're about to go. And God says it's due. It's due. It's due. It's due. It's due. We got to go. But I heard the Lord say it's due. 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 Oh, and your consistency. Oh, and your consistency. Oh, and your consistency. I'm so glad you didn't stop. I'm 
so glad you didn't faint. I'm so glad you didn't faint. Here's what I need to do. Oh, Here's what I need to do tonight. If you're not a Christian, tonight's your night to come to the Lord. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful tonight, it's your night to recommit yourself to him. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure. Tonight's your night to be sure. Wherever you're at, on campus or online, when I count to three, do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. You to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. Nothing but love for you tonight. He's not mad. He's not angry. But for some of you, your due season is to come back to the Lord tonight. For some of you, your due season is to come to the Lord for the first time tonight. If that's you on campus or online, when I count to three, just slip that hand up. Online, do the hand wave emoji. It says me, one, two, three. If that's you, respond right now. Respond right now. Everybody, pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I can express with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to run this race. It's my due season. In Jesus' name. You just prayed that prayer for the first time. Take your phone out, scan that QR code, or text the word decision to 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R 10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. 
One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.